Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Praise God. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Well, uh, I want to get into some, some things tonight. This is first Wednesday. Uh, of the month, so uh, first first Wednesday, um, we 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 focus on healing. All right, that's why we're saying the things that we are, and and uh, and in healing, what we're talking about, we're talking about healing of the physical body. All right, and, uh, and if you're if you're already well, you're healthy, you're healed, you have no issue. This is great food. This is great meditation material. Because it'll help to build your faith and keep you strong uh, in body, trust in the Lord. Uh, but if you've come tonight and you've got some problems in your body, um, well, you're in the right place at the right time. My objective tonight is to get everybody healed of everything. And, uh, and we serve a, a big, big God. And, and so it's, it's, it's not too tall of an order. In fact, it's easy. Yeah. And uh, if, if, if this kind of stuff is, is new to you, if you're, uh, if you're not familiar with, um, you know, the Word of God and the ministry of Jesus when it, when it talks about healing the physical body and, and, and so forth, uh, well, we're so glad you're here to learn and to, to see and understand and to comprehend what God wants to do because He really loves you so much. And, uh, and wants, to, wants to set things right in your physical body. Amen? And so, and so pay attention. Say, I don't really understand how all that works. Well, there's a whole lot of things in life we don't understand, and we still enjoy the benefits of them. Right? Can you say microchips? All right. Some of you understand, but probably most of us don't. You know, uh, you know if you had dry skin, really dry skin, and I, and I grabbed a bottle of lotion and said, put, the, put the, your hands right here, squirted some of that in. And I thought, what in the world is that? I said, that's lotion. It'll fix that dry skin. Rub that. Rub that together. And you might be questioning the whole time, how, what's the ke- chemical makeup of this goop you just put on me and that I'm rubbing it in? You might not understand the ingredients or know what, what it's made of or what the exact process is. But when you get done, how many know dry skin's gone? And that's, what's, that's what counts. All right. So our, our job in, in, in all of this is not necessarily where we have to understand how healing works and how God goes about this, and, uh, but we must believe. Just, just put out your hands and receive, and we'll squirt a little bit in, and then you just rub it around and say, I don't even know how that worked, but I feel good. Thank you, Lord. Man, I can, I can move it again. My body is well. That's what's, what's important. If you want to figure out the ins and outs about it, of it later, go ahead. But in the meantime, might as well let God be glorified in your body. Amen. If you brought a Bible with you tonight, look with me at Colossians chapter 1. The book of Colossians. It's in the New Testament. The right side of your Bible, if you have one. Uh, Colossians, the first chapter. And... Uh, and I'm so glad the Father and His great love has made it easy for us to be healed. 
And uh, the reason that this is the case, the reason it is so, is because we are not the source of the power. All right. And so we can't really be deficient. Say, are you powerful enough? Not the source of the power. I don't ever have to be concerned about whether I'm, I've got enough juice. (laughs) You know, God has enough juice. He's got the power. We're simply a conduit that he flows through. And that's really what the Lord needs. That's why all of us are so valuable in the kingdom, because God uses people to get eternal kingdom things done and to help people. But it's always his power flowing through us, and uh, we get the benefit of the flow. We, get the ben- we even get rewarded for, for being used of God, but he gets all the glory because he's the powerhouse. Amen? And, 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 and so over here in Colossians chapter 1, notice with me verse 27, it reads, to, to them God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is this mystery? That, that God willed to make known? What is this secret that he wanted to make known and reveal to people? The secret was this, Christ in you. I don't think people fig- could have even comprehended that. We, we, we almost, if you're a believer, you might take that as just ho-hum. We all know that. That's, you know, what's the big deal about that? Well, listen, uh, we know that we're on the other side of the cross, and when people talk about Jesus is in my heart and, and that kind of thing, this is a very big deal that God himself would move in and set up shop within human beings, that it was his plan all along, all through the Old Testament, and all through the, the great rigmarole that had to be go- gone through and set up to where Jesus could come into the earth and be our substitute and be our sacrifice and be crucified and be raised from the dead, ultimately so that God could move in and you and I could be his home. That's a big deal, that Christ would be in us, not out there. I'm not just praying to a God who's far away. I'm praying to and communicating with and having a relationship with a God who lives in me. Again, I might not be able to wrap my mind around that. In fact, I can't. It's like, how does he fit? <laughs> I mean, he holds the universe in his, in his, in his hands, and yet at the same time, he lives in me. And, uh, but this is, a, this is a powerful and important truth for us to get, that God literally indwells people. It's one of the great advantages we have today, and that is this indwelling presence of God. Now, the word Christ actually means the anointed one, okay? When you say Jesus Christ, you're not saying, you know, Jesus, you know, first name, Christ, second name, you know, Mary and Joseph Christ had their son Jesus Christ, and right? Uh, Christ actually refers to uh, that he's the Messiah, that he's the Savior, but specifically that he's anointed, meaning the Spirit of God was upon him to carry out the work of God. He was and is the Christ or the anointed one. So when the Bible says Christ in you, 
the hope of glory, that references again God's power in us. Not just the personhood of the Lord, but also that the power of God is within us. The anointing is in us. God wanted to get his good stuff inside of each and every one of us so that at any time, at any place, whatever the need was, we could access it. It wasn't far away. It wasn't something that we, should, that we needed to get from the outside. But we could access God's anointing and the anointed one from within. All right. See, this makes the, the, the believer uh, amazingly dangerous to this world filled with problems. You've got the, if you're a believer, you've got the very power of God abiding on the inside of you. And, and so look at, look at John chapter 14 as well. John, the 14th chapter. And, and, and notice this same uh, type of language over here. John 14 and verse 17, 14, 17, uh, he, it says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Notice that language, Jesus talking to his disciples when he said the Spirit will be in you. He was not in them at that point. This is prior to Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection and the day of Pentecost and all that. He said, you know him, he's with you, but guess what? He's moving in. I mean, isn't that good? It's one thing to have him as your neighbor. It's one thing for, to, 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 share, to share the same house with him, right? He, he, he moves in and is right there with you. But, but there, again, is this language, Christ in you. We know the spirit of truth. He is in you. Uh, you some of you might be familiar with Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, which reads, Now, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think according to, and here's the phrase, here's the phrase, the power that works in us. All right, if you need to look at that yourself, you go ahead and look at that. Notice that phrase, how does God do amazing things? How does he blow our minds and go beyond what we could ever ask, what we could ever think, Notice, it's tied to something according to the power that works in us. So I would be incorrect then to let my imagination go and let my thinking be God's power is out there and I need to try to get it to me or I need to get him to send it my way. No, God does these amazing things according to the power that works in me. What we, what we ought to be more is God inside-minded than God out-there-minded. And how many know a whole lot of people, that's their mentality. It's God out there, God somewhere, you know, and they may say, well, God's everywhere. Yes, but be this, have this mindset, He's in me. All right, if you're, if you're a believer, He's in you, and His power is in you you. Say, is, is that of any benefit to me? Huge, huge. But it is often the case that much of God's uh, blessings, His promises, His, His ability 
is not realized by individuals until they're aware of it. And the moment they become conscious of something that is true, they then begin to partake of its reality. So something could be true. Well, many things are true concerning all of us all the time. But some individuals are benefiting greatly from them. And others are living as if they don't even exist. And so, so, so much of this begins to work in us when there is a belief in and a present, everyday consciousness of these facts. It would do us well every day to be mindful and to remind ourselves, He lives in me. Christ is in me. The power of God is in me. He indwells my spirit. He is with me every day. Think, think if you were, if you were to, uh, I'm not trying to make this, uh, you know, religious in any way, but think if you were to take 10 minutes every morning and meditate on that and just thank him and speak it out. Say, thank you. You're with me. You're in me. Your, your power is in me. I mean, would that affect decisions we made? Would that affect maybe the fear factor that we've allowed to exist in our minds and hearts concerning different things? If we just became God conscious, I, I tell you what, you'd do things you'd never would do before. You'd be bolder than you have ever, more bold than you've ever been before. It, 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 would, it would change so much. But again, we see this over and over and over in Scripture about God being in us, about the power being in us. And uh, do you know that when Jesus, when he received the Holy Spirit, Okay, and he was already sinless, he was the Son of God. But if you read the Gospels, you remember he was, he was baptized uh, by, by John. And when he was, when he, when he was baptized, uh, the Bible says the Spirit of God descended upon him. Remember, and Jesus was then filled with the Holy Spirit. It was at that point, he went to the temptation, of course, but then it was at that point that miracles started manifesting. So I want you to see the connection between this. There is the Spirit of God in us, and He's in us for a reason. Because God works according to that power. He, it is that power that is used. When Jesus received that power in His life, then all of a sudden miracles started happening. Prior to that, no miracles. He was a good guy. He loved the Father. He was sinless. He had a lot of good things going on. No miracles. But as soon as the Spirit of God came upon, upon him, then he went after his temptation. Remember that? He went into Galilee and the power of the Spirit. And all, and all kinds of uh, things began to break out. And the power of God became made, uh, made known to many people. In fact, there were times like in Luke 6, 19, it says the whole multitude sought to touch him. You know why? It says, for power went out from him and healed them all. So where did the power go? Where, where, where did the power come from? From him. Well, where did he get it? Well, when the Spirit came upon him. But then since from that moment, Jesus knew about it. He would talk about it. He would tell other people, I got this on me. Spirit of the Lord's on me. He's anointed me. And he would talk about it. He would tell people. And then it, what would happen? It would go out of him. To this, to this degree, amazing. I mean, the whole multitude, everybody's trying to touch him. 
And this is not a celebrity thing. Hey, I want to touch Jesus, get a picture with Jesus. And, uh, no, it was, they sought that power because the power of God changes lives. The power of God heals bodies. The power of God does what, what medicine can't do. The power of God will do what's, what a surgery can't do. The power of God is just that. It is God's power. And if you could find how to access it, man, you are made in the shade. You are laughing all day long. I found out where the power is, and I found out how to get it to flow. Yeah, and Jesus did that. I, I, I know uh, years ago when I began to become more conscious of this, and, and I can still increase in this, no doubt, but I began to become more conscious of God in me. And not just God the person, His character, but His power. His power being in me. And I would meditate on that. And I would, I would think about it. In fact, I would say things... Uh, I like to preach sometimes on Acts 10.38, which, which says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And, uh, and so I'd use that, and I'd walk around my house saying, how God anointed Mark of Boise with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Say, are you able to do that? I did it. <laughs> and as I study the scripture, I find out that, yes, that's okay to do that. In fact, helpful. And so I would say that over and over and over again. I'm not trying to get God to do anything. I'm trying to get on the same page with him. See, if I'm just mindful of my limitations and my humanity, I can't heal anything. I couldn't heal a fly's wing, you know. I, 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 I couldn't heal anything. But if I'm God inside minded, but if I believe, hey, the Spirit of God is on, this is the Spirit of God. This is not just the Spirit of some dude, right? The Spirit of God is upon me. Oh, now what are we going to do? Anything, everything, nothing's too difficult. He is Almighty God and He will not be denied. He will be glorified in me and in my life. And so I will be used of Him. Amen. And so that mentality can be stirred up in all of us. And, and, and the more it is, the greater effect, the greater the manifestation, the greater the results. It's true whether we think about it, know about it, meditate on it or not, but it becomes a present tense manifest reality in our lives when we give attention to it. Hallelujah. And so just this, that happened to Jesus. And, uh, you know, and I was thinking about uh, the name of Jesus. Uh, some of you are familiar with this, but uh, the scripture tells us, like in, in Mark chapter 16, uh, at the end of the deal there, the Great Commission, he, he said, uh, those that believe in my name, they will do some things. They will lay hands on the sick and they, they will recover. So, so why do we lay hands on people? Well, Jesus told us to, all right? But notice, it's not just laying hands on people, it's doing it in His name. What does that mean? That means He wants to do it. That means we're doing it in His name. In essence, that means we're doing it in His place. 
Meaning he did that with a lot of people when he was walking around in his earthly ministry. Jesus did that. Great results. And then he said, I'm leaving. Now you guys do it. But you don't do it in your name. You do it in my name. Well, what does that do? That activates him. When I do it in his name, it's not, uh, the result is not, a, not about my ability or my power. The result is about his ability and his power. Yeah. So we always do it in his name. So what if Jesus were here tonight? Well, what if Jesus were here tonight and he could lay hands on, on everyone who had sickness and disease in their body? Wouldn't that be great? Good news. He is. He is. Yeah. So well, what do you mean he is? You, you, not like literally. No, no. Literally. See, this is not a secondary method. This is his idea. This is his plan. He set it up this way. So it would be better if Jesus himself, you know, like, like, no, really, it is himself. He's just as much who he is, seen or not seen. I say, you know what I mean. <laughs> Of course I do. We think if we could see him, he was physically uh, manifest before us in laying hands, that would be better. I don't think that would be better. So why don't you think that? Because he set it up this way. This was his idea that we would do this. In his name, meaning he's involved even though unseen. It's not less... It's not less God. It's not less Jesus than it was in Bible days when he did this. It's just as much Jesus today. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? Amen. This means that we're supposed to do it in his place. If he were here in the flesh, he would lay hands on sick people for healing, right? But because he's not, he has us do it. And it's just as good. Everybody say it out loud. It's just as good. I was doing this one time in, in one of these services. I was standing right over here. Had this experience. Very interesting. Didn't ex I didn't expect it per se. I'm laying hands on people like I'm going to do in a minute. I was laying hands on people. And I'm standing right over here. And I'm lay, laying hands on this, this woman. And all of a sudden, I had this awareness, this consciousness of Jesus. It was like, and I didn't say anything to anybody at the time, but it seemed like to me his hands were in my hands and his arms were in my arms. I mean, I literally, I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> but it helped. Help me. I'm not alone doing this. You're not alone doing this. I, I thought, Jesus is just as much here now as if he were visible to everyone. And doing. It's just as real. And as I laid my hands, I knew Jesus is laying hands on these people. This is cool. What happened at church? Jesus laid hands on a bunch of people. Amen. And then I was... A uh, minister friend uh, was telling this story. I heard this recently. And he was saying how 
and he doesn't know my story. And, uh, and he was saying that someone had, a, had an accident and twisted their, and their knee, I believe, and stuff. It was all swollen up. And he was saying how uh, he got down there to lay his hands on this person's knee. And he said as he did this, he went like this to, and started ministering to that person. He, he said, I felt someone come up behind me and and it wasn't a, wasn't a you know another person he could see he, and their arm came down my arm and their hand came down and i felt them over like oh, like on his back kind of i'm putting this in my words and his his arm lit up where we like he could see that it was the lord and the lord told him afterwards he said it's always that way now, he doesn't always see that or feel that or have that experience. I don't always have that experience like I, like I had. But uh, I see it happened to me, happens to other people. What's the Lord trying to do? H- help us to know what's really going on. That when we do this, this is not of ourselves. This is not just, you know, our idea and we're trying to get him involved. The power of God is within us. His spirit is within us. And Jesus is laying hands on people when we lay hands on people. Amen. What do you think the results are? (laughs) These are God-level results. Nothing too difficult for him. Amen. Amen. So many times when we talk about these areas, there's almost a blurred line between, is this God or is this me? Now, we keep it straight in our heads, right? All the glory, all the praise be to him. Let's, we don't ever get a big head and think, hey, right here. We know, we know, but there is a little bit of a blurring there. I mean, you will read in, in the New Testament, and it will, you'll find this language, Jesus healed them. Jesus healed them all. And, and that, that's the phraseology used. Then you will also read, also, about the same thing that God healed through Jesus over in the book of Acts. That it was God who did it. Say, meaning God the Father. So who was it? Did Jesus heal people or did God heal through him? Yes. That's the point. Yes, I mean, if you want to cut and dry, it was the power of God flowing through him. But then it's said both ways because here's the deal. I can't do it without him. Now hold on to your seat. But he can't do it without me. He can't do it without you. So I don't know if you can say he can't. Then why doesn't he? Why are there great voids of God's power in pockets all around the globe where no one is experiencing Him? There is great need. There is great suffering. And God's not doing anything there. Why isn't He doing it? Is it because He doesn't love certain people as much? No. He needs a vessel 
this is the way he set up the earth. He set up his kingdom that he would move in and take up residence within people. That Christ would be in them and that we as believers would take him to the world. And if we do not take him, he doesn't go. And the same is true concerning eternal life and the message of the gospel as it is healing the sick, as it is setting the captives free. God in you does the work. God through you, He through me does the work. He needs some hands. He needs some active hands. It is no coincidence that, 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 that people like us have have story after story of times when, when we know of people or ourselves have been healed. Why? Listen, you, can, you lay hands on enough people, you're going to stumble across some things that are work. And there are, there are whole masses of people who are believers in Jesus, but have never been taught about Christ in them and the power, the anointing that abides in them, so they don't ever... Put it into people. Say, why don't we ever see anything like that? How many people have you put your hands on? How many cancers have you rebuked? You know, how many diseases have you said, in Jesus' name, go? Well, come to think of it, I've never done that. Might be a connection. Just a thought. It's not that some are special. We're not. Spe- I mean, we're all special, but you know, we're not special above everyone else. It is just whatever you give yourself to, God will accommodate and say, yeah, I wanted to use someone in that area. I wanted to help people, and now I've got your mouth, and here I'm on the scene. Now I've got your hands, and I can do great things. Hallelujah. Praise God. In fact, this, is, uh, this happened, uh, this, uh, this confusion uh, you know, this kind of gray area. Who did it? Was it God? I read different statements. Uh, I'll give you these, these verses. Well, this one, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. This is Paul writing. He, he writes, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than, than they all. Wait, wait, say, slow down a minute. I labored more abundantly than they all. I worked my butt off. That's what he said. But then he goes on to say, watch. He said, yet, not I, but the grace of God, which was in me, which was with me. He said, so I worked really hard, except really it wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me. Well, be clear, Paul, which one was it? Yes. (laughs) He worked really hard by God's grace. That's the way everything was designed to work. Yeah. Yeah. Over in, uh, in Acts, in the book of Acts, remember, in chapter 3, there was that crippled guy at the gate beautiful that was raised up. And, uh, and, he, and he was healed. And, and when Peter, and a few verses later after he got healed, uh, Peter responded to the people. This is Acts 3, even verse 12. He said, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this or look so intently at us as though by our power or godliness we have made this man to walk? What did it look like? Well, from the outside, it looked like he, he did it. Say, did he? Yeah, but no. <laughs> Who made that man walk? 
It wasn't his power and it wasn't his godliness. But did he? Yeah. He's the one who spoke. He's the one who pulled him up. He's the one who did that, but not by his own power, not by his own godliness. But you can see there's always a combination here. And he went on to say in the 16th verse, he said, and, it, it, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. How did he get healed? It was the name, through faith in that name, that made this man well. And so it all circles back around to, I, we do these things in the place of Jesus. He's in us. For us, he's empowered us, he's invested within us his very own ability so that when we do things in his name, he goes to work. When we take a step of faith to say, I am going to lay hands on the sick, he says, Oh, good, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to, to get my hands on these people, and I needed someone to work through. I, someone said, I just wish, I wish the Lord would do this. If I could get him to put his hands on me. No, 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 no. If he could get the church to put his hands on you. That's the way that works. Not if I could get God to do it. No, no, no. If he could get us to be a vehicle, to be a vessel that he can work through, then we open this up for God to be glorified, for sickness to be healed, for bodies to be made whole. Amen. Tonight, Christ in me. Amen. Christ in you. Christ in me is going to set you free. I'm going to lay hands on some folks right now. And uh, what's going to happen? Jesus is, is they're going to be healed. That's what's going to happen. But what's going to happen? Jesus is in the house. Christ in us. And we're just going to be vessels. Amen. Father, thank you for working in us tonight. We thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.